Welcome back, everyone, to the latest episode of Stadia Cast. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. What's going on, Lloyd? Sorry, I'm too too busy dancing to the music right now. <laughs> uh, not not much, man. How's it going? It's been a uh, it's been a week since we last talked. How how you been? I've been doing okay. I'm getting better. Uh, still got that persistent cough. I still run out of breath going up the stairs, but uh, I've been getting on the treadmill and watching Mash, uh, which nice. seems to be like my um, I'm going to try for two episodes of MASH today, which will be like 50 minutes instead of uh, 25 <laughs> minutes. So I've got that to look forward to. I've uh, been playing games. I didn't play any games at all last week. So uh, being able to play a few games this week is uh, very exciting. Uh, nice. Before we get started, uh, I want to take a second and say thank you to uh, the recent members who have joined um, are right here at, at uh, nerdnest.tv, that would be uh, people like Alexander, Ian McEnany, uh, uh, Stadia Rocket Raccoon, Valentin Garcia, and Brian F- uh, Fernald. Thank you guys very much for the support. We do appreciate it. You're awesome. Um, let's talk about video games. If you didn't know, this is Stadia Cast each and every week at Sunday. 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern, Lloyd and I sit down and we talk about video games. What are uh, what have we been playing? What is the news in our favorite cloud gaming uh, platform, which is Stadia? And uh, if you didn't know, nerdnest.tv is the place where you can go and watch that. Lloyd, we start every yeah. episode with you telling everybody what games you've been playing. And uh, I know that we have one that's in common. So let's talk about it. What have you been playing, man? Um, I, well, I'm going to start off with uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um, I, I played a bunch more of that game over the last week. I really, really, really like it. Um, it is essentially you are playing the main stories from the Dragon Ball Z cartoon kind of in in short little bursts. So you're, you're, you don't you're not there's no episode of 20 minutes of of someone powering up uh for the whole episode it's it's essentially the the main through storylines um from the early dragon ball z series all the way up uh the game looks like an anime it plays out like anime it has the same voice actors it has everything that you would expect in a game including pretty much every single character that has ever been on the the show um one interesting thing with the package that's on stadia is it's kind of the game of the year edition. It comes with all the DLC. So I found that DLC one, you basically just go there and you fight the same two guys over and over and over again. But when you beat them, you get these uh, bottles of water. And when you drink them, they give you a crap ton of XP. So I started the DLC at like level 19 and I did a bunch of the attacks. And next thing you know, I'm level 60. Um, So when I was playing the game and I was trying to, I was starting to find that, um, some of the fights were taking a little bit too long. So I just went into the DLC, trained up, super powered myself, and then went back in and I can enjoy the story. So the existence of this DLC obviously is meant for kind of end game stuff, um, but it allowed me to kind of go in and experience the story without spending a lot of time fighting the same enemies over and over and over and over in the game, uh, which is really, really enjoyable. Um, the game is just so beautiful. Like it, it it's... It's very similar to the anime in in its look and feel, but obviously it's redone fully in 3D. And I, I really wonder if they're taking some of the voice uh, acting from the show oh. and just translating it to the the game, or if this is all fully re-recorded f- just specifically for the game. But what an amazing, amazing game. I'm uh, 
I think halfway through, uh, according to kind of the chapters, I think there's four main chapters and I've beat the second one. Um, and then I'm into the third one. So I don't know if that's really about halfway through the game. Usually video games don't kind of play out that way based on the number of chapters that they have. Um, but what a fantastic title. If you like uh, open world action RPGs um, with a lot of collectibles, a lot of powering up, a lot of leveling, uh, this definitely is a game that you should check out. And if you're even kind of a casual fan of uh, the Dragon Ball Z anime, uh, it, it it's, it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. So uh, as I said, I think last week when we talked about it, this is a a show that I've always wanted to go back to and rewatch. I watched maybe the first season and then my life didn't, co uh, didn't uh, coincide <laughs> with when the show was on TV. So I missed a whole bunch of stuff and I never picked up a subscription to country crunchy roll to watch it again. Um, but this has kind of allowed me to sort of understand kind of went, went through the whole series uh, from a whole, just from, from the start to powering up to, uh, this guy is a bad guy, but is he really a bad guy to, oh, there's these alien people to, oh, well, there's, there's robot folks. So all this stuff that I've heard about before, I'm now kind of figuring out kind of how this stuff all went through. So what, what a, um, what a fun game and pretty fantastic. And the fact that it comes with all the DLC, uh, is allowing me to play this game as more of a, um, interactive video <laughs> than a, a video <laughs> game that I'm really, uh, super challenged through which is kind of what I really wanted. So yeah, really, really enjoying Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um, it's just, it's so unfortunate that it came out pretty much at the same time as uh, Skyrim, uh, Forza 5, um, uh, what is it, Guardians of the Galaxy, a whole bunch of other like huge, huge games that are taking a lot of time away. Um, but I, I think I'm going to have to carve out a little bit of time and, and complete Dragon Ball Z Kakarot because I'm really, really enjoying it. That's awesome, man. Uh, I, I played uh, a little bit, just a tiny, tiny little fraction of Dirt 5. Um, nice. I, I've been... Most of the time I play... Like, when I look at these type of racing games, I usually just write them off. Mm -hmm. And um, because I got Forza Horizon 5 on my on, on my Game Pass subscription, I was like, okay, I'll actually give it a shot. And it turns out that I was actually really enjoying that, which totally surprised me. Uh, so I was like, well, I wonder what Dirt 5 is like. And I, I played that a little bit as well. And I actually kind of enjoy it. Now, I'm still really, really early on, and, and I'm real, real bad at it. Uh, but it's really pretty. It runs really well. It's For those of you that don't know, it's a Stadia Pro game. Uh, so I've been playing that a little bit. But uh, another Stadia Pro game that kind of surprised everybody uh, is one that both of us have been playing, and that is Wavetail, which was just announced out of nowhere, and it is a uh, like a timed exclusive on Stadia, which I'm not a fan of that, but whatever, that's fine. Um, mm -hmm. That game, like, I didn't know anything about it. I just had seen a tweet that it was now on Stadia under Stadia Pro, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll check that out." So I didn't look well, at anything before I, I played I, it. I listened to my good friend Mark Hamill, uh, who told me to play the game. So I, <laughs> yeah. I went and, and started playing the game right after my my good friend Mark uh, told me to play it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so for what he's referring to is Mark Hamill made the announcement of the game. That's all I know about it. Like I haven't run into his character yet. If he has a character. I'm not sure. Uh, but I've been, I, I, I 
played like the intro to that. And I was completely surprised and taken aback. First off, the art style is very unique. Um, mm. I guess you can't say very and unique at the same time. It, it's it's <laughs> it's a unique art style which I really like, especially the facial expressions of the characters. Uh, yeah. The the motion and the animation of the of the character is as uh, she's moving from place to place is just really fantastic, and the story yeah. is also intriguing as hell. So I'm a big fan of what I've played so far with Wavetail. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. Um, I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I watched the trailer um, and it looked beautiful, but sometimes beauty in a trailer doesn't translate into fun when you play a video game. Uh, but as soon as I jumped into Wavetail, the game immediately became fun, um, which is really interesting. So you're you're in a post-apocalyptic world. It looks like the whole entire world flooded um, and you have the tippy top of mountains and buildings where everybody is kind of living. Um, so there's there's a huge water element and things like that. And you're when you first start the game, you're kind of isolated on this little island doing stuff for your your grandma um, picking stuff up and and um, and and getting the the items that she needs, uh, but when you do that, it quickly uh, the the world quickly goes bad, and the big tidal wave comes in. A tidal wave of like this black gunk mm -hmm. comes in and kind of ruins things. And I'm like, okay, am I going to start boating? Like, how am I going to get off this little mini island that I'm on? Uh, next thing you know, you are. I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything because it's it's cool. Well, it's kind of just showing it on the the trailer that is playing in the background uh, that I saw. Um, <laughs> you you have, it's that's perfectly fine. I forgot that it was in the trailer when I was uh, talking about it. Um, but you have kind of like a, a shadow person that is on the bottom of the water, and you're on the top of the water, and you are essentially are surfing. Um, on these waves with really amazing fluid animation you can dive under the water and your your little the person under the water or whatever it is under the water pushes you forward you can launch out you can double jump you can you're, you're carrying this little staff that is kind of like a net you can spin it in the air and it becomes like a helicopter um so you immediately go from just wandering around trying to figure out what you're doing to having this immense sense of control and just fluid animation while you do it. What an amazing title. And as Bill said, the animation is very unique. Um, again, which is a weird thing to say. Uh, it, it's it's unique where you have these kind of, um, I don't know, low poly 3D models sort of. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's a very stylized 3D model, but it has kind of like that shaky animation um, that oh, there was that, that the, the critic on TV, the, there's this old cartoon. <laughs> Squiggle Vision. The squiggle vision, right? And and the faces are all in squiggle vision, but the the models aren't. And it's like this really, really intriguing way at uh, showing emotion and stuff on on these um, on, on these more simplistic 3D models just by having like a flat uh, 2D face that's in squiggle vision that's kind of overlaid on things. Um, really enjoying it. I, I played it right before bed yesterday, so I only put about 40, 45 minutes in. Um, I... I gotta be perfectly honest i looked at the time a few times and it's like okay it's almost midnight if i stay up for another <laughs> couple hours i should be fine tomorrow it is a sunday but i said you know what no i'm gonna pause it uh i'm gonna go to bed and that's what i did um uh, just from nowhere and it was released as a pro title so if you have stadia pro you need to download and play this game right away it is absolutely fantastic from start to finish there's no rough edges that i've run into everything feels 
super polished and fluid, um, which is amazing for a game that is uh, Stadia exclusive for a certain period of time. It's a timed exclusive. Um, really great to see games like this hit Stadia um, between this and Young Souls and a, a couple other games which came to Stadia first. There's some amazing, amazing games. Um, it's just I, I hope that the the bigger um, gaming public starts uh, jumping on and playing stuff like this as well, because I, I think anybody that plays console games would love this title and they could play it right now on Stadia. But I know a lot of them won't, which is um, really, really sad. Yeah. And, you know, if you're watching this right now, I mean, uh, let's be honest. If you're watching this, you probably already subscribed to Stadia Pro. But if you don't, there is a link in the description down below. You can click. I think it gives you a free month or maybe two free months of Stadia Pro. So if you aren't subscribed, you can still play this game. And people in chatter are making fun of me because I have a very, very short attention span when it comes to video games. Uh, so I tend not to stick with a game for long enough to finish it. And they're saying, well, Bill can probably even finish this one because it's a fairly short game. But, you know, yeah. if you if you aren't subscribed to Stadia Pro and you want to try this game out, you can try it for free if you've never subscribed. And right. um, if if you do subscribe to Stadia Pro, then it's not just this game that you get. You also get, I think it's at this point, like 30, 40, 40 other games that you can then play, yeah. which is a ridiculously good deal. I still, I still say, when, when there's people who are always like Stadia Pro is is like not a good deal. Like those people to me are just crazy because we get so many games each month with our subscription. I, I was looking this morning because I was, I, I was trying to look for something that would be a higher resolution game that I wanted to make sure. And I'll talk about why in a little bit. So stick around for that. And I was right. scrolling through my list of games as a good game to test with this new Stadia feature. And I was scrolling through and it was like pro, 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 pro. And <laughs> there's a lot of games that I have that that I've either purchased or we've gotten review copies of that have become pro afterwards. So even those ones don't say pro next to them. And I was scrolling through the list and it was just littered with pro games. There's so many games that I've gotten through this subscription that you absolutely right. owe it to yourself to try out because it's a ridiculously good deal and you can try it for free and then you can find out if Stadia works for you or not. And chances 100%. are, if you've got okay internet, it probably works for you, which is really impressive. It's it's really kind of crazy. If you just look at what has come out in the last couple of months on Stadia Pro, for $10, you get access for to it for a month to Wavetail, Saints Row 4 Reelected, Hello Engineer, uh, the winemaking game that I'm blanking on right now. 100 Days. Um, 100 Days. Uh, and then the previous month, you had um, a couple uh, kids' games with Paw Patrol and Spirit's Lucky Big Adventure, Mafia 3 Definitive Edition, Darksiders 2 Death Definitive Edition. Um, <laughs> Control is a recent edition. Like, the amount of gameplay that you get with just the last couple months of pro games is ridiculous. But then when you look back and there's like 40 games on this list on top of anything that you've claimed previously... Um, it's it's a ridiculous value for 10 bucks a month and some amazing games are are ready and out there to be played uh if people give city a chance absolutely all right let's move on to the news um we'll start with the uh the post this week from the this week on stadia blog um obviously we don't need to talk about wavetail we just did so let's move on from there uh <laughs> they they talk a little bit about elder scrolls online 
there's nothing right. new information. I think that they're just trying to capitalize on the fact that a lot of people are going to be Googling Elder Scrolls because of the uh, re-release of Skyrim. So right. they put out a video for that and, you know, trying to game the system a little bit, which I don't blame them. Uh, they right. did say that they have an indie sale going on from November 14th, which is today, until November 18th. Uh, they've got games like It Came From Space and Ate Our Brains, Tohu, Grime, and more uh, all are on sale right now. Uh, well, I don't know if it started yet, but it starts today and it goes through the 18th. So uh, make sure you look for that. If if I were to recommend, I would not recommend Grime unless you are one of those players that is really, really good and um, really persistent because it is one of those, it's a Souls-like game and it is really hard. And everything about that game I loved except for the fact that I wasn't good enough to play it. Uh, so I can't recommend that one, but I think Lloyd, you said a, a, a few times that you adore it came from space and ate our brains, right? Oh, I, I really, really like this game. Um, I love dual stick shooters and, uh, it came from space and ate our brains, which is such a fun dual stick shooter with kind of, um, mechanics where you get to safe zones at the end to, to power up and level up and, and get your health back. Um, this is also the precursor to It Came From Space, which is a game that will be coming out in 2022, which will be on Stadia. And there was a demo available. I believe it's still available for you to download and check that one out if you want more uh, dual stick shooting awesomeness on uh, Google Stadia. Yeah, absolutely. And then the last thing that they talk about is the Explore feed, which is really cool. You want to tell people about this while I bring it up? Yeah, so Explore Feed um, has been in kind of a very limited beta for a while on the Android app and and other things, and it's come and gone. And we've seen people saying, "Oh, I got access," and then, "Oh, I can't see it anymore." So it's been it's been there and and gone for a while. But essentially, what the Explore tab is is a place. It's kind of like a social network on Stadia where. Um, I could take a really amazing screenshot, something crazy that happened either in image or video form, and then I could post it to the Explore tab, and then people that are on my friends list can see what I posted, and they can, they can, uh, I believe they can like it. I think they can thumbs up it, but it doesn't. Mm, I don't like see that, is... that on the website because I've got the yeah, website up right now. I, I remember seeing that before. Maybe that was something they were playing around with, but but anyway, uh, they can see it. But also they can uh, they can basically click the little um, the little snowman button uh, and they can go right to the game on the store and they can check out more stuff about it. So it's uh, it's a really interesting um, blend of social media. I I really like that um, there's no way to comment. Um, there's no yeah. negativity in this at all. Um, but then there's also the ability for people to post um, not family friendly screenshots there which then you can go in and remove from your your feed and stuff like that. So um, it, it's going to take some work for sure, but um, I, I really dig what is there. And hopefully they use this as a way to uh, put stuff on the Explore feed, share it out to Twitter from there, and all of it has links to the game on Stadia where people are just a click away from playing that exact same moment that uh, that you captured in screenshot or video form. Yeah, I think that this is really cool, especially when, like, if somebody shares, like, a state share through this, I think that that's, that's a, a very, very uh, awesome way to, how do I want to say this, uh, use case for uh, sure. these these very specific Stadia features. Um, it's, it's 
Oh, that's cool. It if you scroll down far enough, I I have a pretty big friends list on Stadia, so as it took me a while to scroll down to there. Uh, but it's like they even are posting the Stadia community blogs yeah. on there, which is yeah. really cool. So uh, as I scroll through this, and if you click on the snowman, I don't see a way to go to that game, but I can say unfollow this game. So if oh, okay. I don't want to see anything from, say, Wavetail because I don't want to get spoiled on it or whatever, I could say unfollow this game. I can also say unfollow this player if I want to, or, or I can report oh. a post. Um, right. Uh, sorry, it's not in the ha it's not in the snowman anymore. You actually have to click on the screenshot and then hit the snowman on the screenshot to play the game. Oh, okay. Let me try that then. Which I is, just want to find a screenshot, not a. Here's a screenshot. Okay, so I'm going to click on the screenshot, and then the snowman up here. Ah, play this game on Stadia. That's really yeah. cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. I, Weird that it's an extra step, though, but um, I kind of get it. It's linking to the actual screenshot service that they had built, um, and then that has all the little the little play this game on Stadia hooks to uh, to do that. But, now, what yeah. would be really cool is if, like, I don't know if you can do this while I'm talking, but can you put a state share up? Do you have a state share that you can share? Um, I'm sure I do. I'll have to find one. Let me let me dig into it. Um, let me so my while he's doing that, I'm going to show you what it looks like to uh, post a capture. So if you click post a capture, you can then scroll through your captures. Oh, and I've got a state share. It's it's nice because it's got like a little icon on it uh, right. so that you can share that. And if I'm going to click on this and it says include my state, uh, my game state, then I can post a capture. And now that capture is shared. So that's a state share from Judgment, which is sharing out my save state. Now, I don't know if I'll be able to see your stuff because, like, you have a lot of your stuff locked down. I do. For obvious reasons, because Lloyd accidentally shared out that he was uh, he was <laughs> playing Wave Break before it was... came out because uh, because people could see what game he was playing. But... It's so cool because now I can just click on this and I can click on play this custom save state, play on Stadia, launches people right into exactly where I was in the game. That's mm -hmm. awesome. I love this feature. Uh, and it's it's one way to really be able to, like state shares I think are incredible ways to promote games and promote Stadia. Now sharing it in Stadia in the Explore tab obviously doesn't promote Stadia at all. But right. it absolutely shares it to people who can take advantage of it. So I think that that's really cool. What I wish that they would add to this is if I post a capture, I could also click on the snowman and hit. Oh, um, here, let me go to one from somebody else. I could click on this and say, share to Twitter, share to whatever, so that it could yeah. also spread to other uh, platforms as well. I think that that would be a, a better use case for promoting Stadia as well as the games that we're talking about. Yeah, Gustav in the chat room is saying, can you show us? Does it take you to that exact moment in the state share? Every single game is a little bit different, Gustav. Uh, some load you into the start of the level with the same loadout. Some of them take you to that exact moment. Some of them just give you uh, like uh, the Monster Boy game, for example. If you play my state, you just get all the gold that I had at that particular moment. Um, you start the, the level over with all the gold that I had amassed. So every single game is a little bit different on how they use state share. It's not a, a universal thing that is across all games. Developers have to implement the system that they want to have state share function. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent true. I'm trying it right now. Like I just clicked open my state share. And for those of you who are listening to the podcast, this might 
look or or sound weird but uh i'm bringing <laughs> it up i've got the sound muted and it's for judgment i don't even have a controller hooked up uh but now it's loading up judgment exactly uh, if you're wondering what we're talking about go and watch us uh watch our show on uh nerdnest.tv but yeah look at that it just loaded up exactly can you see that lloyd uh all i see is an elgato no signal oh god hold on I know why. Uh, let's get rid of this. There we go. So we now, go. now you can see uh, it just loaded right into the game exactly where I was when I when I hit that. That's so, yeah. so dang cool. That is incredibly yeah. cool. I'm very, very impressed by that. And I wish, I, I wish that they had easy ways to share that out to other places. I think that's really rad. And thank you for asking the question. Um, uh, it was Gustavo. Gustav. I can't see it. It Gustav. scrolled back. Gustav. There we go. Yep. All right. So that's a really cool feature, and I'm glad that we've got access to that feature. And for those of you who are just listening, I apologize if, if it was a little uh, weird for you. <laughs> Let's talk about another feature. Are you sure. ready to talk about another feature? Always. This is Always. something that I was very surprised that didn't launch when they first brought out the, the the original feature, which is where you can do a stream, uh, like if you want to be a, a streamer, like Lloyd and I are streamers, so we play video games, people can watch us play video games, uh, nerdnest.tv, so you can check that out. But if you want to be a streamer, and you don't have the ridiculous, stupidly expensive equipment that Lloyd and I have purchased over the years, Stadia is the way that you can stream very, very easily, right. and you don't even have to have super fast upload so one of the things that <clears throat> keeps people from being able to stream is that they don't have a fast upload right. uh when they are with like for their internet so they'll have their 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 download is fine but their upload is terrible and that's generally how it usually is because most people don't need a very mm -hmm. high upload speed but with stadia you don't need a high upload speed in order to be a streamer because you're not the one who's sending the data out Google is sending the data out. They're just copying the stream that they're sending you and throwing your voice in there if you right. decide to turn that on. And when it first came out as a feature, um, it should have launched with it, but it didn't. Um, it was just 1080p. And I was really surprised at that because I figured, well, they're sending me a, you know, a 4K stream. Why aren't they right. sending a 4K stream to my YouTube channel at the same time? Uh, but for some reason they weren't. Well, now apparently they are. And it came from this, first off, we had seen it earlier this week. Somebody w had found 1440p as an option. Right. Well, now it goes all the way up to 2160. So that is a 4K stream, essentially. I tried it this morning. I did like a private stream. I was trying, uh, I, I tried it out so nobody could see it, but I tried it. And... I was only getting 1440p, so my guess is what is happening is like Google's doing what they usually do, or it's a slow rollout over time to right. where like I'm going to enable it for this set of group or for this group, and then I'm going to enable it for this group. What are your mm. thoughts, Lloyd? Um, yeah, I, again, this this is great. This is um, for people that want to stream games without buying an Elgato capture card and a microphone and a camera and run OBS and have a streaming PC with a capture card, all that garbage. Uh, now you can just go into Stadia, say, I want to stream this game, hit a couple buttons, click a couple things, create a live um, 
a, a live event on your um, YouTube channel. And next thing you know, you're streaming the game without any issues. Uh, it can take the microphone input from your controller. So if you have a headset on, uh, you can talk to the people that are watching. Um, you obviously can't have a camera because there's no camera built in. Uh, hopefully that is something that they can add down the road. But um, yeah, 20, uh, 4K 60 HDR, uh, 1440 60 HDR, 1080p 60 HDR, all the way down to 144p. If you <laughs> want people to really strain to view what you're um, playing, that's great. Um, and it's amazing that it's built in. Uh, and you gotta you gotta understand kind of the techno the techno um, master mastery or or mystery that is involved here because you're playing a game on a server that Google is running, they're taking that video output from the fr from the uh, frame buffer and they're splitting it. They're sending it to uh, to uh, a, a something that will encode it and send it to the player and accept input immediately from the controller. Mm -hmm. But then they're also cutting that stream and sending it to YouTube at the same time. And those things have to be in sync. Um, it's it's pretty interesting how they're how they're able to do that. And I mean, it, of course, Google has all the computing power in the world and all the all, all the bandwidth that anyone could ever want. So um, you can uh, you, you can you can work on it. Uh, you can work on it easier when you have all the resources uh, behind you. But it, it runs really, really well. And it's uh, it's great to see a lot of people streaming this way as the only way that they are streaming video games is using this feature built into Stadia. It's it's not without its issues, though. Um, for instance, my biggest gripe with this is the microphone. I have a really nice microphone. I have no way of controlling the output levels of myself in the game. Like I did a stream this morning and I was playing um, Grid because I think I read someplace that Grid was a 4K 60 game on Stadia. And so I wanted to see if the if the game that I was playing influenced how good of the quality that I was getting on Stadia. It doesn't. I think that has more to do with your account than anything else, and it hasn't. My account has yet to be flagged for 4K streaming. Um, but I I play. I did a race, and then I, I babbled to myself while I was racing, and then I shut it all down, and I opened up the stream, and I watched it back, and I was incredibly quiet, and and that was with Dirt Five. So then. I loaded up another game because I knew Dirt 5 was not 4K. Uh, so then I loaded up Grid after that. And before I started the game, I went into my Stadia settings and I lowered the game volume in order to make it so mm -hmm. that it wasn't quite as loud. And then I tried it again and I still couldn't. I, I mean, I could hear that I was talking, but the roar of the, the cars was so loud and overbearing that you could not hear me. Right. They need to build in some kind of feature where I can see, like I can just hit my Stadia button, look at my live streaming panel on the right-hand side and say, oh, okay, well, I'm way quieter than the game. So like I, as I talk, have like a little right. green bar that shows how the audio is sounding because I'm telling you right now, and I'm not telling you, Lloyd, because you know this, but I'm telling everybody who's listening to this right now, people will leave a stream if its audio is terrible, no matter how good the video looks, if it sounds like garbage, people are going to be annoyed and they are going to shut it off. And nobody is going to stream like this if you can't control your audio. And yep. as somebody who has done this stuff for a really, really long time, there's no way I would stream like this 
without being able to really have a fine-tuned control over the audio. And I don't think that that's a big ask. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I I know that when you hold when you hit the uh, Stadia button, um, in whether you're on the CCU or whether you're in a web browser, it sometimes shows different information. And I'm I'm pretty positive that at one point it was um there was a way to cut, control your mic level and other levels, um, but I haven't been able to find that again. Um, I've I tried direct streaming recently just to maybe it was last month or whatever uh, before. They added 1440 and, and 4K. And yeah, there, there really is no way to kind of adjust the different levels. It would be nice where um, there's a special panel that only shows when you're streaming and it gives you information about your stream. They have um, that, but it doesn't have any audio controls on it. Right. And that's where I was going to come get, get to. Like, it would be nice if it came out, it showed the number of people that are viewing you, uh, how long you've been streaming for, what the current... Um, bit rate or whatever other information that people might need but then have the audio controls right below it um that would be that would be ideal and it would be probably a, a fairly simple um switch um the, the one thing that is always gonna cause problems is the the user interface basically runs in a web browser window uh using javascript so all all the ui that you're getting is basically running locally and then all the stuff that is happening in the background is is running on google servers i i feel and we've said this a million times it, i i feel that a lot of this wouldn't be an issue if the ui was generated server side and streamed to you instead of running uh, essentially as a as a Java JavaScript um, web app um, on the screen that you're playing on, whether you're on a Chromecast or whatever, it's a similar type of stuff that is running. So it, it would be really nice if they could um, maybe start doing some of this stuff server side and then give us a more, um, I, I don't know, full featured uh, user interface that is the same across every single platform because it's all coming from google servers not running on the local box that's in your house uh obviously there's issues with that and 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 they're not doing it so there must be a reason why they're not doing it uh, but i think a lot of these problems would disappear if if stadia ever turns into that yeah and, and while i 100 percent agree that 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 is a good uh thing for them to do i don't think it's necessary because look we're Two years into a pandemic, people have learned how to use Zoom, right? And when I use a Zoom or Google Meet, like I just, I had parent-teacher conferences the other day because I'm a teacher, for those of you that don't know. And we did a lot of them on Google Meets. And down at the bottom of Google Meet, there's a little thing that tells you how loud your, your, your voice <laughs> is. And you have little sliders to adjust it. Like this isn't a problem that Google has to invent a solution for. They already have the solution. Hundreds of, of solutions are out there. They just need to like turn it on. And I feel like this, it's definitely a step in the right direction, but it's, I, I don't wanna, uh, it's like a half measure and mm -hmm. nobody's gonna use the half measure. Somebody in chat said, I agree. I was very quickly pushed to learn how to use OBS instead of just doing the streaming from my browser. And and there, there's the second problem is when I play games on Stadia, they look better when I'm playing on my Google TV or my Shield TV or my Chromecast Ultra than they do when I'm playing in the browser. I don't know why, but that's just the way it works. And 
there is no way to do a live stream from my Google TV or my Shield TV or my Chromecast Ultra because they don't have the same UI across yeah. all all the different ways that you can use the software. So yeah. when I and sit down at my Google TV and I hit the Stadia button, there's no option for me to click or to push a button that says start a live stream. And there's literally no, in my opinion, there is no reason for it not to be there because I did not need to use my keyboard once. I did not need to use a mouse once yep. when I tried it in the browser. I just opened up the Stadium menu and used my controller to hit start live stream, and then it worked. There's no reason yeah. why it shouldn't be on the Google TV or the Chromecast Ultra. And and that's that's more what I was meaning when I said it would be nice if the UI came from mm -hmm. the cloud, because every single experience would be the same across every different platform. Your your phone would have the same interface as your Chromecast, as your your web browser that you're running on your PC. Um, and then they could they could hard code a lot of these things because a lot of features I think aren't available on some devices just because they can't make it run um, un well enough um, using the uh, the kind of the Java UI that they're that they're sort of running in between the video game stream coming towards you and the screen and your eyeballs. So it has this kind of intermediary layer um, where it, some things can run can get out of sync. Some things like it, it just seems like an awkward way for 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 that. Um, information to be presented when if they just had it in the cloud um, they could do all sorts of things and it would be the same for every customer so maybe down the road or maybe they'll come up with a, a different way of of doing the the ui um, but yeah like i i find that if i'm using the stadia app on my chromecast with google tv it takes like a good 15 seconds after i exit a game before I can actually move in the user interface. Uh, when I do the same thing on my um, Shield Pro, I quit a game and I immediately have cursor control because it's a beefier computer that is running in the background and it doesn't mm -hmm. have to uh, offload stuff that was in memory and then reload stuff and, and, and do all that junk. It would be nice if I had that snappy user interface wherever I was, whether I'm on a phone, whether I'm on a browser, whether I'm on a Chromecast, Google TV, or my Shield Pro. Um, and two years in, we're still having issues where the UI is vastly different on all these different platforms, which is is tough from a, an end user standpoint. If you have a non-savvy user and they know that a feature was always there when they're on their computer, why isn't it there now that I bought this whiz-bang streaming box? <laughs> yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's awkward. So hopefully, hopefully in time, that stuff can be fixed. And you know what? I Honestly, you know what it would... It, I'm going to... Google, I'm talking directly to you now. I know... Okay that you love software solutions instead of human solutions. I'm aware you guys are always like to use some kind of algorithm. You know what you should do to fix my audio issue that I was talking about? Just use built-in audio ducking. So as soon as I start talking, it says, oh, okay, well, the video game is on this other channel, so I'm gonna turn that down automatically so people can hear the person talking over the game. And then when I stop talking, it comes back up. This is a feature I can do on my computer. This is definitely a feature that you can do. And then once it's implemented, I don't have to do anything as the end user. I can. It's the democratization of streaming. It makes right. streaming easy for everyone. And yep. that's the thing. That's one of the things that I was most excited for. Go back to our old episodes. That's one yep. of the things I was most excited for with Stadia. All right. I've complained a bunch. I don't want to <laughs> complain anymore. I want to talk about Rainbow Six Extraction. I'm yeah. excited for this game. 
Uh, I never, ever in a million years would have said that I would be excited for this game. But then when we got to play Rainbow Six Siege, and I really liked it, and Lloyd shot uh, our friend Richard in the face <laughs> in the middle of uh, a live stream uh, where right. Google was there, um, that was an absolute blast. And I really, really liked that game. But I am not good at that game. And I'm never going to be good at that game. And playing against people who are good at that game is frustrating. Rainbow right. Six Extraction is a single player, or not single player, is a co-op version right. of that kind of game. And I'm very excited for it. And we have a launch date of January 20th. Lloyd, are yeah. you as hyped as I am, my friend? I am. I, I don't I don't enjoy PvP uh, because there's a skill gap always because I'm an old man and I don't spend all day playing video games. So I go I play a lot of Fortnite um, and I, I I'm not a good Fortnite player, but I'm a passable Fortnite player and I have fun and I do all my challenges and stuff like that. Um, but I treat the game more as a PV, PVE, even though a lot of the E's are actually P's. Um, so enemies <laughs> are people. Um, but but I don't, I, I'm not super competitive and I don't go into the game that way. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, when we did that live stream with Google, I would come around a corner and I'd be dead. And I'd, I'd peek out and I'd be dead. And I'd walk up the stairs and I'd be dead. And it's like, okay, everything in this game kills me. Uh, like, the, the everything's, everything's a bullet in this game. It doesn't matter what it is. It's a bullet aiming for my head. Uh, because there's people that have been playing this game for, like, five years. Uh, or I think it came out about five years ago or four years ago. Whenever, whenever Siege came out. So when they announced Extraction... It made me very excited because it's player versus the uh, environment or player versus the enemy, which I prefer. Um, but when they when they came out with this information, uh, the internet didn't take too kindly to uh, to what uh, Ubisoft was showing, uh, and basically came out and said, uh, "Yeah, we, this game looks like trash. I don't understand why you're coming out with this when Siege is such a big game." So uh, they they took that to heart. They went silent for a bit. They announced a delay. And then they came out and said that, hey, uh, the game is now cheaper. It's only 50 bucks instead of uh, in, in it's forty nine ninety nine instead of fifty nine ninety nine, And it comes with a free buddy pass. So only uh, so if Bill didn't want to buy this game, but I bought this game, Bill can play for free with me through the use of the buddy pass, which is very similar to uh, when Wolfenstein Youngblood was announced and then um, and, and then pricing came out and it was a little bit cheaper than what people thought, but still more than what other people thought. And then they decided to come out with a deluxe edition that had a buddy pass. So only one person in a group of two friends needs to buy the game. Uh, I think that's exactly what this game needed. They need to make it cheaper. They need to make it more accessible because this is going to have a bunch of different free content updates. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of cosmetics like you can get a you can get a, a, a helmet that looks weird and it has goggles like you're in uh, like you're in Rainbow or not Rainbow Six um, <laughs> uh, Splinter Cell. You get the Splinter Cell goggles as something that you can buy in the game. And Ubisoft's going to make a buck, bucket load of money through uh, these cosmetics. So reducing the price of the game, allowing people to get in uh, for free if they're playing with a friend and selling cosmetics. I mean that is a recipe for um an awesome time and i i'm i'm excited about this game again i i really can't wait to play it and it's coming pretty soon january 20th yeah and and rainbow six siege plays like fantastic on it stadia it really really does it's a yeah. it, it, it runs really really smoothly 
So I expect that this is going to run pretty smooth as well. Um, and they say right here, it says Buddy Pass friends play free from any platform for up to 14 days. So that means the game is fully cross-play, which I like becoming more than normal because I don't like it when I want to play on, on my platform of choice and somebody else wants to play on their platform of choice. And that means we can't play together. That's always frustrating to me. Uh, I think... I think that this is awesome. And actually, you know, Lloyd, you were saying it's forty nine ninety nine. That's for the deluxe edition. It's thirty nine ninety nine for like the regular edition, which is probably That's the right. edition that I would personally go with because I don't care about that cosmetic stuff. I might uh-huh. buy some cosmetic stuff later on, but at the very beginning, I I usually get like the cheapest version of the game uh, that right. I can just to save money. So I'm super super excited about this game. And January twentieth is not very far away. Yeah, uh, 100%. And with next-gen games almost costing $100 up here in Canada because they're $79.99 US, um, $69.99 US, $69.99 US. Um, so they're $89.99 up here in Canada. Uh, Seeing all these $40 games come out, I'm a big fan of that because uh, games are becoming way too expensive to purchase up here for me in uh, Canadian land. Um, So seeing these $40 games come out is uh, a big double thumbs up for me. I, I, you know, and I, I'm going to respond to something I see in chat because I see a lot of people saying stuff like this. Uh, Encryption in chat says the problem I have with this game is that it is not a real Rainbow Six game, let alone a Tom Clancy game. It looks fun, but they should have named it something else. And I totally understand that. But for me, as somebody who I have absolutely zero um, nostalgia for the Tom Clancy stuff, yep. I just don't care. Uh, it doesn't matter what you name it. Um, obviously, Encryption, they're trying to bank on the name of Tom Clancy. And for you well, to say it's, it's not a Rainbow spin-off. Six. Huh? And it's also a spinoff of Rainbow Six. So right. it is a Rainbow Six game. It's just the um, special events that they had where you'd have kind of like the pod people uh, is now the whole game. So it's not just a special event that would happen at specific times. Right, that's exactly what I was just going to say. The characters that are in this game are the... What are they called in Rainbow Six Siege? They have Operatives? A, operatives, yeah. They're the, they're the operatives from Rainbow Six Siege. So it is the same characters that you're playing as. Uh, whether or not it's Tom Clancy enough for you is... You know, that's a personal preference thing. I saw a lot of people who looked at uh, X... XD, X Defiant, whatever <laughs> yeah, the X stupid Defiant, name, yeah. <laughs> um, that game, and they're like, this isn't Tom Clancy. I personally, as a, and this is an ignorance on my part, I don't know what makes something Tom Clancy enough for people. <laughs> but for me, I don't care. It just looks like a fun game, and if you want, you could just call it uh, Extraction. Just don't call it Tom Clancy or whatever. Just call it Extraction and enjoy the game regardless of what it's called. But I totally understand where you're coming from. 100%. Yeah. All right. Let's move on and talk about... I'm going to guess that Lloyd's pretty excited about this one because I have no experience with this other than Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's the only Assassin's Creed that I've ever played. I really enjoyed it. But then I got analysis paralysis as the world opened up and I could do a billion things. And I said, I don't know what the hell to do. There's too many choices. I can't make I can't pick one. So I ended up stopping playing that game. Um, Assassin's Creed Liberation HD has been um, 
rated? Uh, rated, thank you. Rated by the ESRB. Are you excited about this uh, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 era game coming to Google Stadia, Lloyd? Yeah, this was um, this was a PlayStation Vita exclusive. Um, so when it first came out, um, I believe it was an exclusive for a short period of time, and then it came to the consoles. So um, I played this originally way back in the day on the PlayStation Vita. I really enjoyed it. It was um, it was more just like a small set of um, additional content. Um, so it's not it wasn't a huge game. It was maybe 15, 20 hours, uh, which is a lot of content, but when you talk about a 200 hour Assassin's Creed game, it was just a, a additional uh, junk, uh, um, I don't know, pile of content on top of a game that was already there. Um, and then they um, made it a standalone game. I think it was like $20 on PS3 and Xbox 360 when it came out and you could play through this thing. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, you, you control a female character um, that's in Louisiana during the American Revolutionary War. So it's an interesting time uh, zone with a lot of interesting kind of social uh, stuff that is going on at the time. Really fun game. Uh, I'm excited to play this one. I, I'm sure that it's coming to Stadia because of Ubisoft Plus, um, but that's great. I, I really think that a lot more of these Ubisoft games need to come over to Stadia, even if they run at 1080p 30, and that's the only way you can play them because it's either that or get a Ubisoft Plus subscription, download the game on your PC and play that way. Um, for me, I prefer to play on a console, uh, which is what I call Stadia. So, um, yeah, Liberation is a great game. I'm happy that to see it rated. Uh, but it is really interesting to see a new rating that has the other platforms as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And then Stadia <laughs> is right in the middle. It's like, what? That's that's weird. Um, but whatever. They, they just brought out uh, another Assassin's Creed game just came to Stadia as well. And that was like, uh, like didn't they upgrade that to 4K? And it was originally not uh, yeah. 4K. I can't remember which one it was. So, uh, yeah. Black Flag? Black Flag, yeah. Okay. It's, it had 4K visuals. And yeah, yeah. So I, I'm really excited about this one. It, it is a really good game with a lot of interesting story elements based on the time um that you that, that you're you're in when you play this game um but yeah it, i think this is going to be something that a lot of people just play through ubisoft plus if they have that on their system yeah did you, are you subscribed to ubisoft plus um i subscribed for one month just to test uh far cry 6 across a bunch of different platforms mm. and i've canceled my subscription uh, so no not currently oh even though i still have access my subscription ends in a few days uh, I think like a, a week or whatever. Um, so the game probably won't launch uh, in time for me to play it uh, through Ubisoft Plus on Stadia. Fair. Uh, speaking of games that have been rated for Stadia, Wreckfest has been rated for Stadia. I found this over at uh, Stadia Source. Um, it says uh, Wreckfest, which I guess is like a uh, like a, a destruction derby style game where you're driving around and slamming into other cars and yeah. stuff, which not really for me like i could see like twisted metal like i would be into twisted metal uh but wreckfest doesn't really appeal to me um it's been rated for stadia nintendo switch and xbox series um well that's a weird grouping uh odd that they left out playstation there uh but uh is this something that you're interested in lloyd I, I love these games um, back in the day on like PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2. There was always a lot of games where you're the whole point of the game is to get into car crashes. Um, and then Burnout came out and Burnout was kind of the king of these games. Um, I'm sure I played Wreckfest back in the day um, or or whatever. It wasn't called um, 
Wreckfest. I think it was called Flat Out or something. Uh, and and yeah, I really l- enjoy games where you are basically just uh, breaking things with a car uh, that is more expensive than I would ever be able to buy <laughs> in my real life. And I'm just destroying it in a video game. Um, yeah, more more driving games on Stadia is a good thing. Awesome. Uh, and then finally, there's this uh, there's this news thing from nine to five Google where they're talking about Dolby surround sound coming to Chromecast. Um, so for those of you that don't know, there's and first off, I know nothing about home theater nonsense. I have I don't have a sound system. My TV uses the bit the speakers that are built in. I am Mr. Basic when it comes to sound, which is terrible because uh, you know a lot of times you're like watching a movie on HBO and you can't hear what they're saying because whoever was in charge of mixing Dune for instance did a bad job between uh the music and the sound effects and the dialogue and so I'm sitting there with my remote and I'm turning it up turn it up no, turn it down turn it down back and forth back and forth trying to make sure that the audio is listenable uh so right. maybe I should invest in like a sound system but I don't um, but Stadia, if you subscribe to Pro, not only do you get 4K, uh, not only do you get HDR, but you also get 5.1 surround sound, and I think even 7.1 surround sound. Uh, but now it's going to have the option of Dolby, which according to this article is like a downgrade from 5.1 or 7.1. But why would you like? Why would anybody want that? Well, if you don't have the 5.1 or 7.1 stuff then using that 5.1 or 7.1 stuff doesn't make any sense and i'm wondering if this might fix the issues where we've had where you go to play a game and you can't hear anything because like like at the beginning of when i first played far cry i had surround sound turned on i couldn't hear any of the dialogue because it was all mixed for surround sound and i didn't have a surround sound system so is this a solution to that it could be. It could just be a way to get closer to having like uh, Dolby Vision for gaming uh, added to Stadia. This might be like kind of a step in that direction. Um, I know a lot, a lot of TVs uh, that you don't even need a 7.1 surround sound and a and a and a mixer and, and all the the crazy components that you would need in a home home entertainment system. A lot of TVs are coming with uh, surround sound with just the two speakers that are built into the TV. Obviously, it's not the same experience. It's kind of akin to buying a soundbar that does 5.1 surround, which it's just a bar and and a subwoofer that you stick in a corner. Um, if we can start getting that type of experience from, from Google Stadia, um, that would be great. Uh, and then people in chat are saying, this is very exciting. Uh, Granite T Rock, longtime supporter of the show. Thank you very much for the support, Granite. Uh, he says, this is very exciting for people with surround receivers without an HDMI input. So that's something I know nothing about, but makes sense to me. Like if you've had a surround sound receiver for a really long time, and then suddenly HDMI gets invented and you can't really take advantage of that anymore, well, now you'll be able to. So very cool. Thank you for the comment, um, Granite. Uh, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, this this is good. Uh, it's it's really interesting to see the push for audio that that is happening these days. Like, uh, I remember back when I was a kid, it, it was all about, oh, do you have a hi-fi? Oh, Bill Bill with the uh, iced coffee coming in uh, into frame. I'm jealous. Um, but it's like, oh, do you have a hi-fi? And, and that was the big thing. Do you have a <laughs> hi-fi? 
which doesn't even mean anything really. But that was that was the. Uh, um, was excuse the me, Lloyd. That means high fidelity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, it means something, but it doesn't mean anything uh, useful for what uh, what you're setting up. Um, but now you have every everybody has like Dolby Atmos and and Dolby Vision and all the streaming services are supporting all of these uh, better uh, like audio and 3D positional audio codecs. Um, it, it only makes sense that this would start coming to your streaming game services at some point in the future. So uh, this is a really good thing uh, because it's if you have a TV that supports Dolby um, surround sound with two speakers, it does the the 3D positional audio and it doesn't actually have any latency uh, or it doesn't add a latency to that uh, to that thing because it's built into the receiver um, of your TV. So uh, for people that want to have surround sound but don't want to have all of the crazy expensive uh, of a thousand dollar amp and all the speakers um, this might be a good a good uh, feature that is coming to stadia for those people right uh encryption in chat asks i have the chromecast that comes with stadia that's the chromecast ultra by the way for people who aren't sure um is that is this going to work on the new chromecast or uh i'm sorry is this going to work on his chromecast or just the new google home one we don't know uh, i closed yeah. the link let me open it back up <clears throat> It's right now. This hasn't been announced at all. This is from nine to five Google going into the like the code of the APK and fishing around and finding this enable Chromecast Dolby surround sound options and then preference client transcode Dolby surround five point one or five one. We don't know if this is only for um, Chromecast. Uh, Google with Google TV with Chromecast or if it will also work with the chromecast ultra which is what most people who are using uh stadia have because they have the stadia controllers and they came with the the chromecast yeah yeah exactly it'll be interesting to see how this kind of plays out uh for me i'm like bill i used to have the the crazy um amp setup with all the expensive speakers and i spent far too much money on speaker cable and and like back in the day when it's like well this one's injected with nitrogen in in the, <laughs> in the cable i'm like but the end of the cable is open like that nitrogen isn't there anymore but okay whatever um i i spent way too much on surround sound setups back in the day and now i just have tvs with speakers and i'm okay with that so this isn't going to affect me too much uh but maybe down the road if i get a if i get a nice sound bar uh, in the basement here, I'll be able to uh, take advantage of this uh, virtual five or seven point one surround using uh, one of the the Dolby codecs. Um, just to be uh, transparent, I used to have one of those too. This is not Stadia related, so you know, feel free to fast forward if you want. Um, I bought back in the day, back when I was in the army, I bought a, uh, a gateway destination, which was this computer that came with a wireless keyboard and a wireless <laughs> mouse and a 34 inch uh no uh, uh, yeah 34 inch CRT monitor <laughs> uh and you could hook your cable into it as well so you could right. watch TV on it and then switch over and play your games on it and use it so you would sit like in your well in my barracks room I had like a chair that I sat on that was like 7 8 feet from my computer screen and i would play games on on it that way and it also came with like a nice subwoofer and satellite speakers to put around the house and then when 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 i got married to my my wife and i moved in with her i looked at all that crap and i was like i don't care to hook all of this stuff up yeah. so i just hooked it up to 
a regular speaker system, like just a, like a pair of speakers that that I had, and yep. we never. Uh, I just I couldn't be bothered to hook all that crap up and run the wires and stuff. And then when we bought this house, I ended up just throwing all of that away because it was it was old and like the wires had gotten like sticky and stuff because they had like this weird rubber coating (laughs) on them. Uh, So I had all that stuff. I don't have it anymore, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I, I got rid of it when I had kids and realized that grubby little fingers are going to push buttons and, <laughs> and put and put uh, uh, grilled cheese sandwiches into, like, VCRs and CD trays and stuff. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get rid of all that junk because I don't want my kids to mess around with that <laughs> stuff when they're little toddlers. And, yeah, I haven't bought anything uh, again <laughs> since then. All right, uh, let's move on to our uh, super chats that have come in during the show. A big thank you to Durante Armstrong, who sent in a super chat. They said, have you tried using public parties more? It's been a game changer for Ghost Recon Breakpoint. It's almost like Division 2 with people hopping in and out. Um, No, I haven't. Uh, That sounds awesome. I need to try that again. I tried it the first day, and like I joined a party... And then they never started the game. And my guess is what happens is people start the party and they go do something. Or maybe they're just trolls who start the party and then never start the game. So, like, I joined the party and then waited. And I was like, hello, can you hear me? And I have no idea if anybody could hear me. (laughs) Uh, So I haven't tried that. That's something I, I should absolutely try. And I will hopefully try it and report back next week. Yeah, I I haven't. Um, I'm not a I'm not a big multiplayer gamer these days. My my game time I have to find like little half hour chunks between running out grocery shopping and shoveling snow and and taking the kids to their various things. So uh, to to set up a party because I know I'm going to be playing for the next couple hours just isn't a thing that really is part of my life right now. I'm sure that'll change and and I'll get more use out of these things, but. Uh, I'm glad they exist for everybody that wants to use them, but I just that's that's not my way of playing video games right now, unfortunately. Yeah, and and for me, I tend to want to play with my friends, not with strangers. Almost right. almost every interaction I've had with a stranger in a video game has been terrible. Almost. Not right. all of them. Some of them have been fantastic, and I've made friends that I'm still friends with to this day through video games. Right. But almost all of those interactions have been like, I don't know, the young kids screaming expletives and racial slurs into my ear. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not really interested in your nonsense. So most of the time I just don't try it and I just play with friends on our Discord. So I'm going to go ahead and take this opportunity to promote our Discord. Head on over to nerdnest.tv slash Discord. There's over 1,500 other people there waiting to talk to you about video games nerdnest.tv slash discord lloyd is there anything that you want to talk about before we get out of here because we are now past an hour uh i don't think so there there are a ridiculous amount of video games out there to play and it doesn't matter which system you own uh there are amazing games that just dropped uh make sure that when you're playing these games you're nice to the developers and community managers that are responsible for getting the word out uh give them kudos send them your your words of thanks uh, because it is very a very tough time of year with a lot of hate being thrown online. And uh, let, let, let's do some good and make some people's lives a little bit happier for the next little bit. Absolutely. Thank you very much for watching and hanging out with us live here at NerdNest.TV. You guys are awesome. Stay rad. And we will see you next week. Bye.
Goodbye, everybody.